Hello and welcome to another episode of Higher Like Maths. My name is Nahid. I'm a applied mathematician and the founder of Bungie Pie, helping kids learn maths using storytelling, animation, and real-life applications. This show is my own initiative to talk about mathematics and its application in real life. Today, I have a great speaker, Robin Aldridge Sutton. And before introducing him, I would like to ask you to subscribe to this platform and support us to continue this work. Robin is a statistician and data analyst. He likes maths, statistics, data analysis, philosophy, chess, and running. He's from New Zealand and did a bachelor degree in maths and philosophy, honors and master in philosophy from the Victoria University of Wellington. His love for statistics made him to complete another bachelor degree in data science, followed by an honors in statistics from the University of Auckland in New Zealand. Today, he will talk about a powerful statistical app for ecologists. This is part of his research, and I would invite you to listen to it. You did great work um, uh, with Rachel, um, and I know you're quite proud of it. And uh, I, I would like to ask you to share more detail about it. Um, you can also talk about the stuff that you, you did um, and use it as well. But um, I know you're kind of more interested in um, kind of, you know, the work that you've done with Rachel and you're still working on it and you're still developing it. So if that's possible, uh, give us some background about that, like in quite a simple language that you know, people can get it. <laughs> no technical things, no formulas, <laughs> just presentation, simulation. That would be great if you have. Sure, yeah. So the work is statistical ecology. So mm -hmm. ecology is the study of ecosystems. Right. And ecologists, one thing they would like to do often is to study a population of animals in the wild. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they're often interested in is how many of these animals there are in a particular mm -hmm. place, mm -hmm. a particular population. And so, you know, you'd like to know how many animals are there. You'd like to know if there are, the population is growing or shrinking, mm. um, how, how long the animals live, um, what, the, what the birth rates are. Mm -hmm. These are questions that ecologists are interested in. Right. And they're not easy questions to answer mm -hmm. um, because the populations are in the wild. So it's right. difficult to go out and, and count all of the animals right difficult or impossible right so if you can't count all the animals how do you estimate uh, how many there are how do you yeah. know if there's more now than there were last year yeah yeah particularly for some animals like whales and dolphins and endangered species i would say that's just more interesting to figure out the population for these particular types of um, i don't know i'm just but just um, oh, that's right. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So some some populations are especially interesting and especially difficult to study. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my my co supervisor at University of Auckland was um, now assistant professor or associate professor Emma Carroll, and she's in the biology department. She's an ecologist, mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. and uh, she studies whales. So uh, she, uh, one of the projects that, that we worked on together was looking at estimating the numbers of uh, southern right whales that are living uh, in the Antarctic Islands, sub-Antarctic Islands, mm. Auckland mm. Islands. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like whales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whales are brilliant. And uh, yeah. it's a real pleasure as a someone who's a statistician to be able to work on, mm. actually work on whale populations. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so you can imagine how difficult it is to, to get an accurate measure an accurate estimate of the number of whales there are uh, mm. in these remote regions mm. uh, and so that's where the statistics comes in so you there are various uh, ways that you can collect data on these populations and use that data to estimate the the, the number of animals there are there or the population size mm -hmm. um, so I can talk about a couple of, of those methods. Mm -hmm. So uh, quite an established method is called mark recapture. Mm -hmm. Probably people people may have noticed or, or be aware that there are animals that you can come across that have been captured and tagged. Mm. And the reason, or one of the reasons ecologists do that is to Get an estimate of the population size so mm. Mm. you can uh, capture you can you can go out and capture some number of of these animals that you're you're interested in mm -hmm. and somehow mark or identify them right. and then release them again mm -hmm. and then you can give give some time for those animals to mix back into the population and then you go out and, and try and capture the, some animals again and the next time you you do this you should you you hope that you'll find some animals that you have tagged or identified before right. and some animals that you haven't and the proportion of tagged and untagged animals gives you an idea of how many animals you, you know, what proportion of the population you captured the first time. Mm. So, you know, if I go out and and capture 10, 10 uh, minor birds mm. and put tags on their legs and release them and let them fly away, and then I go out and capture another 10 minor mm. birds, mm. and I find that five of them have tags on their legs. Mm. And I might think, so now five out of 10 have been tagged from this mm -hmm. last time. Right. And the first time I captured 10, and maybe that was that was half of the population. Mm. Right. So I could estimate maybe there are 20 minor birds in my my little population I'm looking at. Mm. Mm. So that's a that's a very simple mark recapture study. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine that you can. You can do more complicated things by, um, you know, repeatedly capturing and tagging animals using mm. different tags to to identify animals that you've captured at different times. Right. Um, and but how you can do that with like, um, you know, animals like like whales? Because it's just hard even. Yes. I mean, 
yeah that's right so whales um as far as i know we don't generally um tag whales right. sometimes we uh ecologists attach tags to them um for more specialized purposes like mm. uh, actually emma has uh managed to tag a couple of southern right whales with gps tracking tags right so these actually uh, send out a signal um that a gps satellite can monitor and you can mm. track the whales over mm. however long the tag stays on their body mm. unfortunately whales uh these whales are not that they're they notice when they've been tagged and they tend to try to rub the tags off so <laughs> that's why i like them a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah similar to humans if you, if you try to tag them <laughs> um the so something that that emma does and that we've worked on is she collects dna samples from from her whales mm -hmm. her whale population and she can use genetic analysis on the tissue samples mm. to identify those whales mm. that um, rather than than placing a tag and, and then recognizing a whale you've seen before from the tag you can mm. recognize a whale you've seen before from its dna right which is um, very cool and, and quite interesting yeah quite interesting it mm. is interesting and it actually opens up other options for estimating the population size because right. you from your from the dna of a, an animal you you can recognize not only that animal but you can get a good idea of when you see the close relations mm. close family relatives of of an animal mm. so the next time you do um, some more sampling even if you don't capture that animal again, you might capture its parent or its offspring or its half brother or sister. Mm. And um, with if you have, you know, good quality genetic analysis, uh, you're able to um, not. You, it's difficult to know for sure that you've you've that these animals have this relationship, but you can you can um, have a pretty a pretty good idea of it mm. and um, you can actually use statistics on the the number of close close family pairs mm. that you find to to estimate population size so you can imagine if you're if you're finding a lot of closely related animals um, each time you do sampling it would give you a, an idea that the population is not very large mm. right because they're all closely related mm. um, so it seems like one small family right. on the other hand if you every time you do sampling you're never seeing you're just seeing completely unrelated animals mm. it gives you an idea that the population is large right and actually right. um we can actually estimate using statistics and maths mm fairly accurately and in fact uh, possibly more accurately using using these methods than just mm. uh, mark recapture of of the same animals right that's, that's something that that we've been working on and, and right um comparing these 
statistical models and comparing mm. the, the accuracy of the estimates that they, they give us. Mm, excellent, <clears throat> excellent. So would you like to show us um, some of the work um, app, whatever you would like to? Yeah, I can, I can show you an app that I'm working on. Uh, it's a work in progress and it's mm -hmm. fairly complex, yeah. but maybe you can get yeah. an idea about. Well, you need to tell us if I'm a, a ecology and I know nothing about maths and stats, like how I can use your tools, your apps mm -hmm. uh, to be able to estimate the population for a specific. Uh, are you working on a specific animal or species or uh, it's just whatever? Yeah, so this app is has been designed specifically for these whales. Right. And the way it works is that it uh, simulates populations of animals. Mm. So we create in the computer, uh, we create representations of individual animals uh, breeding and having children over time. Right. And we keep track of how that population grows. So we grow right. the population mm. at a particular rate, mm. a particular amount of time. We keep track of which animals uh, live and which animals die and who right. is the who is who are the parents of each animal. Right. And, uh, from, from that simulated data, we can uh, then simulate uh, capturing, sampling some of the animals. Mm. And fitting our statistical models to get right. to get estimates of the population size, mm. because we've simulated the population, we know what the true population size is, right. and compare the estimates from our models to the um, true uh, population size, and mm. see how accurate our models estimates are. Mm. Excellent, excellent. So, if um, but but this study is just particularly worked. You particularly worked on whales. Um, um, is it possible to reuse it for a different kind of, you know, animal? Uh, so uh, yeah, at the moment, the the simulation uh, is designed for these whales. So we, so for example, we we only allow uh, a female whale to give birth to one new whale, right, at a time, because right. whales almost never have twins; they're too big. Right. So, yeah. um, a lot of animals are not like that. So we couldn't yeah. use the simulation for animals that give birth to multiple babies, litters right. of babies, like, like cats and dogs, for example. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these these simulations are sort of specific to they, they include particular aspects of um, an animal's biology and its sure. ecology. Right. So, right. Yeah. All right. So show us. Show us your simulation. Yeah, so the name of the application is Close Kin Kapow. Um, close Kin because we're looking at um, close family relationships. So kin is a, another term for family. Uh-huh. And Kapow. What kind of uh, word is it, kin? Kin. Uh, it's an English word, but it sounds, uh, I'm not sure, but it, it sounds like, uh, it reminds me of a Celtic, a Celtic right. So maybe uh, in origins, yeah. Mm. So this um, so the and the second part kapow comes from capture recapture power analysis. So capture uh -huh. recapture is another term for mark recapture. Right. I prefer 
or the term micro capture because for example when you're talking about whales you never actually capture them no but, but you mark them mm -hmm. in fact um you could argue that you're not really marking them you're just taking tissue samples now so right you come up with an even better word yeah, yeah for with this genetic analysis that you talked exactly. about exactly mm. and then the power analysis side refers to analyzing the statistical power of our estimators so mm. Mm. so finding out how accurately the estimates um capture the true values of the the population size so that's power analysis mm -hmm. so, so a powerful statistical method will give you very accurate estimates of the the value you're interested in uh so as i said the the, the app is a work in progress and it's quite complex right. uh, but the idea is that you can specify um the values of certain parameters so maybe the easiest one to uh, start with would be the expected population size mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, so I I choose a, a base year where I, I think that I have some idea about the size of the population that I'm interested in all right so, so about the, the bars that you're just moving them around, like birth rate and expected population size in base three. So it just makes it flexible to just, you know, pick um, pick one and, yeah. and then, you know, estimate the, the population size later. Uh, or you just you have specific knowledge about the survival rate and birth rate and things like that. That's right. So uh, depending on you know the 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 features of the population you're interested in your particular uh, study and your your statistical model may mm. perform differently uh -huh. so, for example because, if you have, because i see that survival rate here started from 0.9 so yes. that should be a reason why so you have some knowledge about that survival rate yeah, you'll need to you'll need to at least make a guess. Right. Um, so, you know, to 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 understand why, if if you imagine that your population is very small, mm. then um, there those kinds of populations are generally harder to study. Um, it's hard to to capture large samples, and um, so if you have smaller samples. Uh, in general, you've got less data and, and your statistical methods mm. are, are going to give you less accurate results. So right. the idea here is that you need to make some sort of guess about right. the population size. And usually ecologists have, have some idea right. about how, how big their population is. Sure. So that we can simulate a, a population which is reasonably close to the one we're interested in. Mm. So yes, that's why we we have the options here to change the survival rate, the birth rate, the birth rate, yeah, the population size in a particular year. So uh, you may, you know, an ecologist may have uh, done some work already and come up with an estimate of the population population size in 2010, for example. Mm -hmm. So say they 
<coughs> they think that in 2010, there were about 2,000 of these animals that they're interested in. Mm. They can select these values of, on these inputs, and then the uh, population will be simulated so that on average, the populations have that, that size. Right. We, we incorporate random or, or probabilistic um, behavior into the simulations. So, um, you know, animals die with the probability given by the survival rate. So sometimes right. more animals die, sometimes fewer animals die, which right. means the population size will not be the, not always be the same. Mm. We we do it in such a way that the average population size will be um, what's selected in the inputs. Mm. Um, so when you uh, when you change these values, um, this information is about the last simulation you've run, and then right. down here we have information. Right. About. And you've got some graphs, and do you want to talk about these graphs as well? Because it seems that all right, it's a population size every year. All right, so just add any a specific year show um, what's the expected population size. Yeah, exactly. So. I've selected in the inputs that my expected population size should be 2,000 uh, in the year to 2010. Right. This is the uh, showing the expected population size. We also have parameters that control the rate of population growth. Mm -hmm. um, so from this, uh, knowing that the, the population size should on average be 2,000 in 2010 and knowing the population growth rate, we actually tells us um, the average population size at any any year, mm -hmm. and we also can select the the length of the simulation. So here I've selected sixty years for my simulation, which means uh, I've also selected um, uh, well. So 60 years, the final year of the simulation is, is 2020. 2020, right. So starting in right. uh, 1961, and that will give me 60 years. Mm. Mm. Excellent. So uh, if you, you know, ignoring a lot of the other details here, but uh, looking at the actual simulations, yeah. Um, if we look at the last simulation I, I ran, which has this um, expected population size over time mm -hmm. yeah um after we've we've run the simulation which you can do by clicking on the simulate studies button yeah we can then check that the simulation has done what we expected it to do so if i go into the check simulation tab and i'll go into the populations sub tab and it might just take a second to load up oh that looks pretty cool yeah, so this uh, is showing the actual sizes of the populations that were simulated. So for this simulation, I, or for this um, data set, I simulated a thousand studies or a thousand populations. Mm -hmm. And each of these uh, pale gray lines shows the population size of from one of those uh, populations that I simulated. Right. So there's actually a thousand of these gray lines. You can see that there's um, 
variation between them. So they're mm. not they're not all the same. But you mm. can see that the average, which is blue here for the mean, uh, is in the middle, and right. the expected um, population size over time, which we were looking at uh, when we were changing the inputs, has actually been covered by the blue the blue um, average. So you can sure. see that the average value is uh, what we or very close to what we requested it to be. Mm. We selected the inputs. So these these are populations that we've simulated. They they vary um, in ways they vary from each other in, in ways that we think are um, realistic and representative of variation in the real population we want to study. Oh, yeah. So when we put our statistical models to these populations right. and we look at um, the different estimates that we get, uh, we get some idea about how accurate our model is going to be when mm. we fit it to data from the real population. Right, right. So for example, if we're not getting too complicated here, mm -hmm. show you. Um, so here we've got some different um, parameters relating to the population that we've simulated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've got box plots showing uh, the estimates from our models. Right. Model is a, a classical mark recapture model. So it just mm -hmm. uses the the mark recapture data. Right. And the close kin model uses the um, data on the not just uh, recapturing the same animal or, or resampling the same animal, but data on recapturing close family of that animal. Right. So parents or children or uh, half brothers or half sisters. And um, without going into too much detail, you can see that um, the box plot for the older models uh, is taller or wider than um, the box plot for the close kin models. And what that means is that the estimates, the parameter estimates that we get from the close kin models are generally closer to the true value. Mm. So what this is showing you is that these models give you more accurate estimates on average. Right. right. And we would say that they're they have greater statistical power. Mm, which is which is exciting, right? This is what yeah. well that's that's the power of a statistic. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. Ecologists are interested in um, monitoring populations of wildlife. Um, there can be different reasons. Um, you know, I guess the thing that comes to mind first to me is we have populations that are declining. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually a, a global emergency and the decline right. of, of biodiversity. Uh, yeah. so a very large number of species are going extinct. Uh, and that decline in biodiversity makes ecosystems much less resilient and at a certain point, ecosystems can collapse. Right. We're actually a part of it, of the ecosystem. So this is this is really important. Mm -hmm. So in order to manage ecosystems 
effectively, right. we need to have um, accurate uh, information about those ecosystems. And one part of that is knowing um, where, you know, what are, how many of different kinds of animals are out there and are the numbers going up or down? Mm, mm. So um, in order to do that, we can collect data, but it's very difficult to, to actually count every, every member of any particular population. Mm. So um, you need statistical models um, to go from imperfect and um, limited data to mm -hmm. accurate estimates of right. things like population size. All right. And when, when new technology like genetic analysis comes along, mm. gives us the ability to um, make those estimates in different ways and, and hopefully make more accurate estimates using new statistical models that incorporate that data. Yeah. But we we need to uh, test and and check that how accurate those models are, mm -hmm. how, how accurate estimates from those models are likely to be. Well, right. first we need to check that the models really work. And one yeah. way to do that is um, by simulating populations on a computer and then mm. fitting fitting models to data from those populations and checking mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. give us the right results. So. Sure. Um, that's not an easy thing to do, but it's something that I, you know, I and, and other statistical ecologists work on, and um, and that's, that's what where that's how we can contribute to to that um, that pro solving that problem. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for that. Thanks. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. Please don't forget to subscribe to our platform and support us to continue this work. If you have any feedback about this episode, I would love to hear it. So please leave a note for me. Also, if you have any suggestion to improving this work, I'm more than happy to hear that as well. Thank you for listening again and see you in the next episode.